Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free welcome back to dealing together first caller i bought three sweaters to get the fourth free oh you got fleeced next caller i traded my old samsung at at&t for a new samsung galaxy s24 plus and chose my plan that's not a bad deal it is not our best smartphone deals your choice of plan learn how to get the new samsung galaxy s24 plus with galaxy ai on us with eligible trade-in at&t connecting changes everything offers vary by device subject to change s24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time terms and restrictions apply see att.com samsung for details Listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. Action-packed hour for you. You Action, what do you mean? Tiger Woods, surgeon. We're going to talk about the odds and get you the updated odds after a big round today for Tiger. And also, a lot of money bet on Tiger. A lot of people might say, oh, square, square, square. We're not so sure about that. Joined in studio by a pro who knows, Steve Fezzik. Brad Powers taking a well-deserved couple of days off. We don't need college knowledge today. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have pros without Joes. Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And we start on straight out of Vegas in Augusta, where the Masters is currently underway. The opening round finishing up as we speak. And right now, tied atop the leaderboard, it is Ian Poulter and Brooks Kepka at four under par. Tiger Woods tied with many others at just two shots back after the first round there in Augusta, Georgia at the Masters. So, Jonas, when you say tied with many others... That seems to kind of dampen the story down. Well, it was too many. Why don't days. you say, you know, in third, you know, 
Too do, many, do it. Try it again. It, Type many, it up. Too many numbers for uh, for happy hour. So I, I, I didn't want to confuse. Right, let me, let me hype let, it up. Let me Can do, I get some let, music? Can I get some music, do, please? Right. Uh, well, let okay. me do what I let me do it my way and okay. tell me if it's better. Right. Okay, we got the scores. There's three guys at minus three. Don't worry about them. But in second place, can you believe it? Tiger Woods. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me try it again. All right. I got. La 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 la. Oh, my God, what a day for Tiger Woods in Augusta, Georgia at the Masters. He is just two shots, just two shots back of the lead and three more rounds to go. And, of course, there's still... Well, hold on, is he two shots? I'm seeing a minus three and a minus two. You had an update 40 minutes ago. They're still playing, so score's still oh, rolling in. Yes. Current, leader oh, at, yes. current leader at four Well, under. then Jonas was right the way he did it the first time then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all joking aside, I mean, Tiger being in contention is night and day with golf. I mean, would we be leading with the Masters if Tiger had a bad day? No. We mentioned he had a bad day later in the day. Now, Fez, I would make the following case, and I've been in Vegas over 20 years. You've been in Vegas, you know, almost as long, but you're in and out of the casinos every day. Sometimes you're in disguises, wearing mustaches, you guys might think I'm joking about it. This is actually Fezzik right now. Not right now, but um, a few weeks ago. Explaining how he used to go up to Reno and make bets because he was barred from certain places. Here it comes. Wore the cowboy boots, cowboy hat, walked around. A lot of action that week. A lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fezzik. That's how much he knows about these casinos. Now, I would make the following case that some of these bookmakers in Vegas have boat houses. They have uh, <laughs> cars named after Tiger Woods batters. From the time he heard, you know, he, Tiger wasn't Tiger anymore. Let's say the accident. 2008. Yes. Was his last major win? Think about that, I mean, RJ. Let me. I mean, that's been at least ten years. That means forty majors. Forty majors of people betting on this guy and him not winning. And that's a great way to think about it. Forty, because I mean, they bet the other tournaments, but not the same way. Forty majors or so that the money on Tigers just kept going, kept going down the drain, and the odds makers who are just ruthless, vicious, no sympathy. In fact, you've seen them behind the scenes when they're laughing at the batters. I mean, there's a real disdain almost for the batters. Yeah, like five years ago they said, I, I heard odds makers talking like, oh, we could offer the Cubs at 20 to 1, but we'll offer them 8 to 1 because you know what? All these Chicago Cubs fans will still bet on those losers. I mean, there is something a little disconcerting that 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 you're, you you cackle at the perceived stupidity of your customers. You know, I mean, I'm no Pollyanna. That, that you know, I understand things sometimes are tough, but I got to tell you, bookies take it to another level. Uh, cockroaches, cockroaches. Yeah. We don't like bookies. <laughs> they would put Tiger out at fifteen to one, even when he was doing. Like, there's no, this guy, he's probably 50-50 to finish the tournament with his hip or whatever. Eight to one. Yeah, well. That's bad. 
well, for maybe five years it was like that. But then even when the it, he physically didn't look like he could play anymore, he'd be 15 to 1, 18. Right. When in truth he should have been 100 to 1 or 200 to 1. Nah, they didn't care. But you know what's interesting? A lot of people bet Tiger for this tournament. In fact, there was one big bet you were talking about. Yeah, a better wagered $85,000 on 43-year-old Tiger at 14 to 1, RJ. That pays $1.2 million. Okay. You might think, Square, they're going to name another boathouse. Well, check this out. Pregame.com, stats and information, research. Mackie headed this one up. If you look at last year's two final majors, so let's agree the majors are what counts. This is when you know there's max motivation, if you ask Tiger, you could win 10 more regular tournaments or one more major. What do you think he's going to take? Wants the major. All right. So this is the purest motivation majors and also the toughest conditions. So this is how good you are. This is the best judge of golf and how people will play going forward in majors. If uh, In 10 Cup. Right, if it, when he stepped up in the <laughs> that that's when you know who's good. If you but then if I said Fez, I'm gonna give you a blind list of results. You're not gonna see the name, kind of like a blind resume. You got to tell me who the better golfer is in this list. And I told you you got two choices. I'll either give you the most recent major. Or I'll combine the two most recent majors into the data. What do you want? Oh, I want the two most recent ones, of course. Because you've got eight rounds instead of four. You've got two different courses. Got the recent, most recent, so so it'd be the best. In theory, you could say the best major, major entering this major tournament would be the last two majors combined score. Yeah, who did the best in those last two majors, RJ? We put this out. No one thought to do it. Of all the golfers, 37 of them both made the cut in the British and the PGA, the last two majors before this. And Tiger Woods had the number one score. If there were some kind of combined masters, or I'm sorry, in this case, combined British and PGA, that was like a super major. That would be really cool. Imagine it's like you're playing four rounds here, take a couple of weeks, fly to another continent, and you're playing four more rounds, we're going to really see who can golf. That would be exciting. It would be like, what a test. The Iron Man. The winner of that trophy would have been Tiger Woods. So this idea that, oh, only suckers are betting Tiger because his it's based on nostalgia and name recognition. Now, listen, as you age, you never know what he was doing last year to feel good. I still had some skepticism, but boy, oh boy, this isn't a shocker. Yeah, and remember, RJ, at the beginning of 2018, I came in saying, ha, I'm all looking to fade Tiger. He's 42, and then by the middle of the year, I had learned my lesson. I was like, no more going against Tiger. Well, you know, that's Steve Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Jonas, you haven't heard this story. (laughs) So your predecessor on the weekend's, for SOV, Steve Cofield, <laughs> great guy. Yes. But he was in the square chair, we called it. Right. And because, you know, we didn't have the Jonas, so we called it the square chair. Yeah, better fit. Yeah. So 
Fezzik's so sure Tiger wasn't going to win these tournaments. It was like, what are, you know, it would be, be like Saturday or uh, Friday night. What odds are out there? And it'd be like, Tiger's 25 to 1. He goes, I'll give you 50 to 1. So it's like Fezzik was drunk. I mean, he wasn't really, but it was almost like he was so sure Tiger was not going to win, he would just double the odds. So Kofi was like, wow, that sounds good. I'll bet 20 bucks on it. So sometimes it was like 20 to win 4,000 or something crazy, right? And, and I said, sure. And then RJ comes and says, I can have 500, right? I'm like, no, no, this is a Cofield special. <laughs> but, but what ended up happening was in both of those tournaments, Tiger almost won. I mean, it was like literally Cofield was getting like, you know, 20 to one, 40 to one when, and he almost won both of them. And both times though, he lost Cofield. So he had to go in his pocket and pull out like these dirty fives he probably had for like 10 years and hand them to the guy with the mansion and the yacht. And the amazing thing was Cofield had four and a half hours of absolute torture watching Tiger Knight quite get, get it done. And I just watched baseball. Didn't even pay attention. I am Elma J. Foot, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. You know, even when you're wrong, sometimes you're right if you're Steve Fazek. That's, that's really the takeaway from that story. Guys, the odds updated... Not out yet. We'll get them to you, you live as soon as they are. And if not, by the end of the show, I'll put them out on Twitter, at RJ in Vegas, as soon as they're released. When we come back, yesterday, we talked a lot about the Magic Johnson side of the Lakers' trouble. Now, a full segment on the LeBron James side of the Lakers trouble. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't supposed to be my my dance. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will talk about the fallout from the big move that took place in LA a couple of days ago. Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the Strip. 71 degrees, and the neon is coursing. So, RJ, we talked a lot about Magic Johnson stepping down as president of basketball operations for the L.A. Lakers a couple of days ago, and there are still remnants of that disaster that are floating around the sports talk radio atmosphere, and one of those took place earlier on Fox Sports Radio. Colin Cowherd, uh, heard on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates, was talking about how LeBron skipping the exit interviews in L.A. for Dwayne Wade's final game in Brooklyn last night was a bad look. Do you agree? You know, it's so funny. I have a video feed of Jonas and his eyes when there's something, when I'm going after Colin, because listen, Colin's a personal friend. I mean, I would say no one's helped my career more than Colin. This is where I go. I go to Vegas via the Coward Global Satellite Network, RJ Bell, pregame.com. I mean, he's a friend. But for Jonas, there's something. I don't know what the <laughs> he won't tell us why, right. but there's a lot of negativity. But when when but here's the thing. Cat, you know, you ever hear the bros over whatever? Well, it's for me, it's cash over whatever. We can't be wrong straight out of Vegas. Doesn't matter if Colin thinks so or not. And boy, I think he was wrong on this one. But maybe it's just semantics. So if you think about what Colin said, he goes. LeBron picked friends over family by skipping the exit interview to attend Wade's final game. No. He just told us who was family (laughs) and who was friends. Wade, his former teammates, that's his family. Lakers are rented players for him. He's in and out, laundry, whatever. He just wants to be near Hollywood or whatever's going on. But the idea that Lonzo Ball was his family and Wade's not, I think that's what we're all missing. Now, obviously, we're not all missing it because LeBron's lack of buy-in, I think, has been one of the driving narratives. And this is just, to me, another example of it. And not just rentals. I think we could make the case short-term rentals, right, RJ? Like when Jerry Seinfeld said when he was renting the car and he wasn't very happy. Uh, with the way they were treating him, and they go, do you want the insurance? He goes, absolutely. I'm going to beat the (laughs) heck out of this thing. Absolutely. That is correct. Now, I believe that we've seen something with LeBron in the last year that we've never seen in the NBA. But first, Jonas has, and 
What would you call this, Jonas? A friendly reminder? Yeah, just a friendly reminder here on Straight Out of Vegas. We are brought to you by Mako. You might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. This is what never has happened before. Since the salary cap, there's been a group of super players wherever that line is, we can debate every year because it changes that every team in the NBA would offer the max deal to that player. LeBron, even this year, I think you could make the case entering this year. Can you imagine LeBron saying, I want to sign with Dallas and Cuban says, ah, we're full up. We're fine. (laughs) It wasn't going to happen. So if the Greek freak wants to sign somewhere, and there's often been debate if, it, if there wasn't a max contract, how much money would LeBron have garnered in his prime? I've heard people talk, and again, I'm no salary cap guru, but I've heard people talk like 60, 70 million would have been the true economic number for LeBron that teams would have paid. Now, in theory, he would have had whatever, half the cap or more than half the cap for the team would have been him. Yeah, and he's, let's face it, until this year, he was worth about 14 extra wins for a team that's probably worth $65 million. There you go. So, and with the next player down, Kevin Durant, let's say a couple years ago, we can debate who's the next player now. If LeBron's number one anymore, that's fine. But the ultimate point here is, imagine walking in a place, wherever you are, Cleveland, Miami, that you know they could be pay, should be paying you double. Doesn't mean you so much want the money from them, but aren't you going to feel a sense of, hey, I got to get my bennies, my benefits some other way, right? So what is, has what is LeBron done? What is the stories? And Jonas, you follow the day-to-day of sports as much as anybody. The stories were ultimately what drove LeBron out of Miami was, Pat Riley wouldn't give in to all my buddies should be on the plane and this guy should be paid as my massage therapist, et cetera, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's why when you saw that happen, you saw the head butting heads with head coaches in Cleveland, whether it be David Blatt, not getting along with the owner there in Cleveland, and then it happening here in L.A., I wasn't surprised by it because he has said it publicly on many occasions. My ultimate goal after I'm done playing is I want to be an owner. So if your player thinks that they can do the job that you do as an owner and probably thinks they can do it better, don't be shocked if he starts flexing his muscles a little bit. And and, and let's be honest, it would seem from all accounts LeBron was the GM in Cleveland the second time around. Pretty much. And, and he literally would get – think about the contracts. No one thought – some of the money that they gave some of LeBron's buddies, and it was almost like get on, get with Clutch Sports, you're going to end up getting a special deal because they're underpaying LeBron so much, you'll get some of the spillover. I mean, that's been even beyond private planes and all that. Literally, pay this guy double what he's worth, or I'm going to be mad. Yeah. Okay, Tristan Thompson. All right, great example. So I think. It kind of makes sense. LeBron pushed things. You know, there's a great T.S. Eliot line. You never know how far you can go till you go too far. Mm. Think about that a second, Fez. 
LeBron kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. He wanted more, more, more. You could say it's LeBron dropping off a little bit in performance, but I think it's both. I think he was more um, self-interested in L.A. in the last year than he has been anywhere. Maybe he didn't get away with as much with like running the team, but he just took, took, took because he says, you're underpaying me. I can keep doing I've done this my whole life. No one stopped me yet. And I think we finally found the point that the team, the fans, they're like, huh, we're over it. Because I would make this case, and Jonas, you're in L.A., a year ago, could you imagine the apathy, the general lack of interest there is in LeBron in L.A.? I mean, it was like, I, you know, I agree with Colin when he says, I love news stories. I want action. I, You know, to me, LeBron to L.A. with magic sounded like the best storyline there could be. Win or lose, right? It was going to be a big story. But even when they were losing, it it all felt kind of like the 11th season of Grey's Anatomy or something. Like we've seen it before. Not saying, Jonas, if you thought they would win or lose or whatever, but wasn't just the amount of excitement so much less than you would have expected? It it was, and I think the, the maybe the love that he was expecting to get was probably a little bit less. And then when he no-shows Blaze Pizza, when he tweets something out that one of his Blaze Pizza locations, which he's an owner in, um, that you know maybe he'll show up there and all these people are waiting in line in the sun to meet him and he doesn't even show up and there's no mention of it and he's seen in some, you know, having a, in a swimming pool somewhere. He, <laughs> didn't, he didn't really, he didn't really try and interact with, LA all that much and and when you find out all these stories later you find out he didn't really try and interact with all his teammates all so much but you did see him out to dinner with Leonardo DiCaprio so he had another goal in mind that's Jonas Knox I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas and I just love there's a consequence finally because let's be honest we said this about magic yesterday when magic can do what he wants and there's no consequence it's hard to, to expect him not to do it, right? And what did we say he did? Oh, he could take a shot at being the GM of the Lake or the president of the Lakers, almost like a dream job, and, and work 25 hours a week and take off five weeks in the summer on the yacht and still be Magic Johnson and still be the president. And if he would have won, he would have taken the bows, when it was no fun anymore, he quit with no notice. Now, that sounds like if we were like the, you know, if we were a pharaoh or something, <laughs> we, you know, that's the kind of life we'd be living. And the person that would say, you know, if I had that opportunity, I wouldn't do it. I would act like everybody else. Well, then I want to play poker with you because you're not real smart. I mean, I get the whole thing with magic, and we said it yesterday. You know, have respect for the people you're working with, and maybe there's a, li- a little too much, like, I'm the center of the universe, but you know something? Magic pretty much is close to the center of the universe, and the fact that he doesn't know exactly where the line should be, I think is less than ideal, but how in the heck could we expect him to know it? Because he's lived his life in, in, in like he won some kind of, not even the lottery, like he won some... Golden pass from God. And let's face it, Magic has... 
basically been successful in every aspect of what he's done. Well, hold on, hold on. See, we talked about this yesterday. All the anti-magic <laughs> people were saying, well, I mean, this is how they would say it. He was a heck of a basketball player, and oh, he uh, made about a billion dollars uh, in business. But in everything else, there was that one talk show for six weeks he was horrible at. And oh, by the way, do you know he tried to coach for 17 games in 1996? <laughs> I mean, it's like th this guy is probably the richest. That's an interesting point. Is he the richest former athlete? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I guess Michael might be in the conversation. Yeah, I, I would still think Michael because of all the Nike relationships he has. Haynes. Yeah, but I mean, what we're saying is literally, if you look at Magic Johns, I looked this up last week, his aggregate salary his entire career, if he had not spent a penny of it, was less than $50 million. That's a lot of money. But Magic is worth between six hundred million and a billion dollars now, by all reports. So he's done pretty with that. He ha he's not rich off of that. No, obviously that was his seed money, whatever, whatever. But this guy, and oh by the way, he beat AIDS. I mean, think about that. At the time when it was a death sentence, literally. I mean, it was the famous story of Larry Bird hearing the news. During practice, and they said he threw the ball against the wall and walked away, and no one saw him for hours. Because at the time, HIV diagnosis, and maybe I misspoke with the AIDS way because there was that transition period, and I'm no doctor, but the HIV diagnosis was a death sentence, perceived. And through, now we could say, oh, he was rich. Well, a lot of people were rich. They got HIV. So somehow, some way, if Magic feels like nothing can beat him, he's done a lot to deserve that. And the resume of one of the five best basketball players of all time, overcoming amazingly a deadly disease and becoming close to a billionaire, that's a pretty good resume. So Magic's been super successful, but he obviously has a sense of entitlement, just like LeBron. But to finish this up and close the circle, I think LeBron has finally reached the stage where people are sick of the level of entitlement. And let's face it, LeBron used to be the very best player in the league. Now there's conversations, hey, is he even going to be top five going forward? Yeah, that's interesting because that <laughs> – See, but when he was playing earlier this year, before the injury, he was certainly... Where would you put LeBron the day before he was injured? Number one. So do we think the one year of aging is going to drop him off that much? Oh, now he's coming into his mid-30s, and boy, did that injury linger. you got to wonder. All right, in just a minute, last thing about LeBron in just a minute is I think something that's happened to LeBron in the last year has never happened to any NBA player. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, including an update from Augusta, it's Dan Byer. Brooks Kepka has the lead in the first round of the Masters at five under par. He is currently through 14 holes and has a one-shot lead 
over the likes of Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, and Ian Poulter. All three also wrapping up their second rounds. Tiger Woods, a round of two under 70 today, puts him three back of Kepka. I've shot 70 in the last you know four times I've won the green jacket, and uh, it's off to a good start. Now that was Tiger a few hours ago speaking with ESPN after his round today. Tiger currently in a tie for 12th. A couple of players at three under. Phil Mickelson is one of those. He has three holes left to play on his first round. Jason Day, two holes left to go. He is also at minus three. Rory McIlroy, a round of plus 173, puts him in a tie for 47th and six back of Kepka. while Jordan Spieth is at plus four through 14 holes. In baseball today, Chris Davis... The one on the A's hit two home runs as they dropped the Orioles 8-5. The Chris Davis of the Orioles now 0 for his last 53 with no hits today. Cardinals swept the Dodgers in a four-game set, winning 11-7 today. Indians blanked the Tigers 4-0, and the Mariners are 13-2. They won in 10 innings against the Royals 7-6. couple of NBA firings. Cavs dismissing head coach Larry Drew. He won't return next season. Kings let go of head coach Dave Yeager today after three years, while Memphis fired head coach J.B. Bickerstaff. And one note from the NBA, or college hoops for that matter, Cam Reddish, the Duke freshman forward, announced he is leaving school to enter the NBA draft. Back to you guys. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have best bets, your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Thursday night. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. And here's the thing about LeBron, to finish up with him. If you look at the public perception of his place in history 12 months ago, there was conversation from Colin Cowherd, from many others. I thought they were all nuts. I mean, literally like, oh, reasonable people can disagree, right? I mean, that that's why there's chocolate and vanilla ice cream, right? And then there's cuckoo. And anyone that saw Michael play and seen LeBron play, there's no debate, in my opinion. But that was a debate. I haven't heard it recently, but that was a debate. I don't think, and I think Clay Travis presented this the same way, so let's give credit. That drop-off in the last year of perception, it feels like everyone's over LeBron. And it... In hindsight, there's some of the things that got people over him this year are able to be identified as a pattern in the past. And now this last little piece of the puzzle is making a lot of stuff from the past more clear. And I think the the amount of negativity increase in 12 months is unmatched in NBA history. Jonas, can you think of anyone even in the competition. I would think the only other guy in competition is actually LeBron when he left Cleveland to go to Miami. Except <laughs> except the difference this time is this isn't just a a character issue where, where what kind of character is that guy showing for burning his old team? Now you've got a physical issue because now he's on the decline potentially physically in his career. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, to me with LeBron and the decision and all that, it was like, Oh, that was a bad decision to have the decision. But it didn't seem to be about him on the court. This feels like more there's a reevaluation of him on the court almost. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like it's you're now including on the court stuff 
with off the court because his reputation took a hit after that. I didn't have an issue with it. Um, I would have handled it differently, but I didn't have an issue with him deciding to want to go somewhere else to to play with his friends and 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 go chase titles. But the way he handled chase it, what chase titles? Oh, yeah. Okay. The way he handled it, yeah, I know. I got to be careful. The way <laughs> the way he handled it, it did burn a lot of bridges and it rubbed people the wrong way. And this time now, the physical has been added to it. All right, well, we're going to stay in the NBA. What a night last night. That's right. The regular season finished up last night in the NBA. The playoffs are set, but there was some interesting movement, in particular in the Western Conference, where the Portland Trailblazers beat the Sacramento Kings 136-131. to And we got Steve Fezzik with us, NBA originator, also two-time Super Contest champion in the NFL, only guy ever to do that. Observations. We identified eight teams last night that had something to play for. How did those teams do? Those teams went seven and one straight up. So they won seven of eight games they won? Yes. Five and three against the spread. And two of them played against each other. So basically the other six teams that had some incentive, they all won. Okay, that now that we could have said that in an entire different way. When there were six teams, all right, retake, retake. I'm with Steve Fezzik. We're straight out of Vegas. There were six teams last night, Fez, six of them that had something to play for, clear motivation, playing against a team that ha- that didn't have clear motivation. How did those six teams do? All six of those teams won the game straight up. Perfect. Four and two against the spread. Yes. Wow. To me, though, the four and two is a surprise because in general, in NFL, this is the case late in the year, too. Whenever the USA Today, the TV shows are saying, oh, we got a big game coming up for the Tennessee Titans. It's a must win. You want to look to bet the other way because the public typically overcompensates for that. You would expect the same thing in the NBA. In the long run, do you think the must-win teams are going to win more than they lose? Or was it a fluky, hey, they did well last night? I think it was fluky, and they did well. And you're right, the point spread tax comes in on these, quote, must-win teams and the situations. But one thing that was interesting is that Portland had an incentive. If they won, they would move up to be the three seed. So let's talk about this, because this was fascinating. So Portland was one of those teams— that was perceived to have incentive to win. And if they won, they had a much better chance to be the three seed. And if they lost, a much better chance to have the four seed. Now, you would think, wait a minute, four seed, Golden State's won. Holy cow, you don't want to play Golden State in the second round. But as the three and four seed, they would have had different opponents. As the three seed their likely opponent would have been... Oklahoma City. And as the four seed, Portland's likely opponent would have been... Utah. Okay. What did Portland do with their starting lineup? Portland went ahead and sat both of their starting guards, their two superstars, and I think a big part of it was their 0-4 year-to-date against Oklahoma City. I don't think Portland wanted to play Oklahoma City. So think about that. You could be the three seed. You could avoid Golden State for another round. And Portland pretty much communicated, oh, we want we don't want OKC, we want Utah. Now, even with the backups, they still won the game. Amazing. Portland was down 15, and the backups 
apparently didn't get the memo. The backups won the fourth quarter by 20 points, and Portland got a miraculous win and an even more miraculous cover. And you got to wonder, does OKC feel so good right now? Because anytime you're in a fight, if you know the other guy's scared, that's a big advantage. I think Portland showed the world they don't they didn't they did not want any piece of OKC. Agree strongly. And there's a reason why OK City, even though they're the number six seed, they're favored to win against the number three seed Portland. And when we come back, more NBA previews of the playoffs, plus all the info you need for the big TV games tonight. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. <coughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We're Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. You know, sometimes there's a big game to bet on, and sometimes there's a big bet to make, and that big bet is on the Pirates at the Cubs coming up 7.35 Eastern time, and right now on pregame.com, the Cubs are a slight favorite over the Buccos. 
They should use that for broadcasting class. <laughs> that was an intro. I'm serious. <laughs> He's a mechanic, that yeah. Jonas. Fez, we always talk about it. Mr. T said it. Jibber and jabber. That's easy talking. Taking off the rubber band of the bankroll. That is different. Why won't this play? What are you doing? <laughs> why this guy don't carry his money in a wallet? Hey, why this guy carries money in a roll? Jonas was so good, he threw me off. <laughs> it's like I can't press the button anymore. You're taking the rubber band off. And betting on, on the Pirates. Plus on the pirates. 120, like the pi Pirates. It's all about the Cubs being overvalued. I've been saying this all year long, RJ. In fact, I said it before the year started. One of my biggest bets was Cubs under 88 season wins. Well, the Cubs are 3-8. and eight. Normally, when a team starts 3-8, and eight, all of a sudden, if you bet against them, you're not going to get any value because they're losing game after game. But the Cubs are such a public team that the public keeps betting on the Cubs despite their problems. And correct me if I'm wrong, last year they started slower and surged. Exactly. So, so the sense is, hey, no big deal, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. This team won 95 games last year. They'll they'll turn it around. I'm not so optimistic. The Cubs' bullpen has been horrible, RJ. got So really, fundamentally, this bet is the Cubs are overvalued. Absolutely. And so, it, so under that theory, why not bet against them every every night? I, I'm not so sure. It's not a good strategy, but what I like tonight is the pitching matchup because I like Pittsburgh's starter, Musgrove, who's had success against the Cubs, and Cubs' Quintana, I think, is a lesser pitcher, and then the Pirates have a huge edge also in the bullpens. Pirates, the number five bullpen year-to-date. Cubs, get this, RJ, Cubs' 28th bullpen right now in the league. Okay, so what you're saying is part of that overratedness for the Cubs is just how bad this bullpen is. Yeah, and people tend to overlook the bullpen. They see the Cubs scoring a lot of runs. They're like, oh, there's, their offense is really good. They'll start winning. I'm not optimistic. Best bet is? Pittsburgh Pirates plus twenty. He took off the rubber band. Now, Jonas, when you intro this segment, don't do it so well you throw me off. <laughs> I know. I'll try not to, guys. Before we do intro the big games coming up this weekend, we want to let you know Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Mako. You might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. The NBA playoffs are set. We are going to do a deep dive on every single first-round matchup coming up tomorrow, but early on, what what does Vegas make of the matchups here as we are 48 hours away? So, Fez, I'm gonna, this is dealer's choice. What, what do you see as the top headlines of the playoffs? Tomorrow, we're going deep. Special playoff preview. NBA lack of parity, RJ. So you got 16 teams in the playoffs. Seven of the teams in the futures markets have odds of 200 to 1, or higher. So think about this. You make the playoffs. That should increase your chances to win a title, right? Not so much. Four of these teams are still 500 to one. They got no chance, RJ. Well, I always say it, and it's true. There's no sport that the better team advances more often than the NBA playoffs. One, it's seven games. So all the one and dunners, forget about it. Patriots weren't going to lose four out of seven of the Giants the year they were undefeated, but they could lose the one game. And also, there's less luck than baseball and hockey. What is luck in baseball? As a pitch just on the outside corner, should be maybe a strike, but it's a ball. Next pitch, three-run homer. That might be 30% of the scoring, one close call. 
Hockey, one goal, maybe 20% of the scoring. What's really the luckiest thing that can happen in the NBA? You make a three you shouldn't make, so it's three out of 220 points. So there's very little luck in the NBA. There's seven games. And also, we know the NBA is pretty motivated to have the better team win. There's been a lot of talk in the past about that. And you add it all up, and you look at the champions list, it's <laughs> how often does someone come out of nowhere? In fact, Golden State, when they came in as 25-1 to 1 the year they won it the first time, that was a shocker of shockers. Go, Jonas, go. Guys, the odd couple is next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow for a full preview of the opening round in the NBA playoffs, 6 Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. You know, sometimes there's a big game to bet on, and sometimes there's a big bet to make, and that big bet is on the Pirates at the Cubs coming up 7.35 Eastern time, and right now on pregame.com, the Cubs are a slight favorite over the Buccos. They should use that for broadcasting class. That was an intro. I'm serious. He's a mechanic, that Jonas. Fez, we always talk about it. Mr. T said it. Jibber and jabber. That's easy talking. Taking off the rubber band of the bankroll. That is different. Why won't this play? What are you doing? Why this guy don't carry his money in a wallet? Hey, why this guy carries money in a roll? Jonas was so good, he threw me off. <laughs> I, like, I can't press the button anymore. You're taking the rubber band off. And betting on, on the Pirates. Plus on the Pirates. 120, like the Pi- Pirates. It's all about the Cubs being overvalued. I've been saying this all year long, RJ. In fact, I said it before the year started. One of my biggest bets was Cubs under 88 season wins. Well, the Cubs are 3-8. and eight. Normally, when a team starts 3-8, and eight, all of a sudden, if you bet against them, you're not going to get any value because they're losing game after game. But the Cubs are such a public team that the public keeps betting on the Cubs despite their problems. And correct me if I'm wrong, last year they started slower and searched. Exactly. So so the sense is, hey, no big deal, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. This team won 95 games last year. They'll they'll turn it around. I'm not so optimistic. The Cubs' bullpen has been horrible, RJ. got So some- really, fundamentally, this bet is the Cubs are overvalued. Absolutely. and it, so, so under that theory, why not bet against them every every night? I, I'm not so sure. It's not a good strategy, but what I like tonight is the pitching matchup because I like Pittsburgh's starter, Musgrove, who's had success against the Cubs, and Cubs' Quintana, I think, is a lesser pitcher, and then the Pirates have a huge edge also in the bullpens. Pirates, the number five bullpen year-to-date. Cubs, get this, RJ, Cubs' 28th bullpen right now in the league. Okay, so what you're saying is part of that overratedness for the Cubs is just how bad this bullpen is. Yeah, and people tend to overlook the bullpen. They see the Cubs scoring a lot of runs. They're like, oh, their offense is really good. They'll start winning. I'm not optimistic. Best bet is? Pittsburgh Pirates plus $1.20. He took off the rubber band. Now, Jonas, when you intro this segment, 
Don't do it so well, you throw me off. <laughs> I know. I'll try not to, guys. Before we do intro the big games coming up this weekend, we want to let you know Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Mako. You might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. The NBA playoffs are set. We are going to do a deep dive on every single first round matchup coming up tomorrow. But early on, what what does Vegas make of the matchups here as we are 48 hours away? So, Fez, I'm gonna, this is dealer's choice. What, what do you see as the top headlines of the playoffs? Tomorrow, we're going deep. Special playoff preview. NBA lack of parity, RJ. So you got 16 teams in the playoffs. Seven of the teams in the futures markets have odds of 200 to 1 or higher. So think about this. You make the playoffs. That should increase your chances to win a title, right? Not so much. Four of these teams are still 500 to one. They got no chance, RJ. Well, I always say it, and it's true. There's no sport that the better team advances more often than the NBA playoffs. One, it's seven games. So all the one and dunners, forget about it. Patriots weren't going to lose four out of seven of the Giants the year they were undefeated, but they could lose the one game. And also, there's less luck than baseball and hockey. What is luck in baseball? As a pitch just on the outside corner, it should be maybe a strike, but it's a ball. Next pitch, three-run homer. That might be 30% of the scoring. One close call. Hockey, one goal, maybe 20% of the scoring. What's really the luckiest thing that can happen in the NBA? You make a three you shouldn't make, so it's three out of 220 points. So there's very little luck in the NBA. There's seven games. And also we know the NBA is pretty motivated to have the better team win. There's been a lot of talk in the past about that. And you add it all up. And you look at the champions list, it's <laughs> how often does someone come out of nowhere? In fact, Golden State, when they came in as 25 to 1 the year they won it the first time, that was a shocker of shockers. Go, Jonas, go. Guys, the odd couple is next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow for a full preview of the opening round in the NBA playoffs, 6 Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 